Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Sci-Fi Graveyard. Uh, Tonight, we'll be discussing the 2008 movie Speed Racer which was written and directed by Lily and Lana Wachowski, the Wachowski sisters. And this movie stars Emile Hirsch, Susan Sarandon, Christina Ricci, John Goodman, and Matthew Fox as Racer X. So the trivia for this is not so much about the live-action movie. Um, Nothing wrong with the live-action movie in and of itself. I just thought a little bit of history of the cartoon might help make things a little bit more understandable for the movie. Uh, Speed Racer 2008 was based upon the Japanese animated series of the same name that ran from 1967 through 1968. There was also, uh, also a manga, which I actually have the manga somewhere. I think it's in my mom's attic. But there, there are some variations and difference between the manga and the animated series. Um, there was actually some other iterations of Speed Racer. There was a new version in 1993 for one season. And then there was Speed Race for the Next Generation, which ran between 2008 and 2013. And I think it was mostly just two seasons, but the way the episodes were spaced out, it took that long for them to finish it. And that released after this movie was released. Um, Let's see. Some some trivia around the original Speed Racer. Uh, The original Japanese title was Mock Go, Go, Go. This is a play on the name of the hero, which in Japan was Go Mifuni, and I'm probably mispronouncing that, and contains the car, the car's name, which is Mach Go, or Mach 5, as the word Go in Japanese, Japanese means five, and the Go, Go, Go is the Japanese sound effect for the rumbling tires on the racetrack. Uh, the Geon Speed's shirt in the cartoon actually was referenced to his Japanese name, Go, the M on his helmet and on the Mach 5, originally for the last game of Japan, but the meaning more in the United States has the M lead more towards the car being called the Mach 5. And like I said, most of this trivia, all this trivia is really about the cartoon, just to give some back history. Um, the quick dialogue, if you were a fan of the animated series, was due to trying to squeeze the complicated plots into the character's dialogue, and also because the voice director and star, Peter Fernandez, only had two days to record the English dubs for each American version of Speed Racer. The Japanese names for the rest of the characters was Trixie was Michi Kimura, Pops was Daisuke, and and I'm going to apologize for any mispronunciations, Daisuke Mifune, Mom was actually not called Mom Racer, but she was called Aya Mifune. Uh, Spridal was Kurio Mifune. Chim Chim was Sanpi. Sparky was Sabu. Inspector Detector was Detective Roku, Rokugo. And then Racer X was actually called Kinti Mifune. Uh, last thing really to talk about, is going to be what each button does on the Mach 5 because there are some differences between the movie's version of the Mach 5. And some of the way the Mach 5 was depicted in this movie is going to be a nitpick for me. But the, the animated series and the movie kind of played with the functions of the Mach 5 and changed a few things. Um, the, the Mach 5 in the car and the cartoon version, the buttons were the A button was the auto jacks. The B was super grip tires. The C button was the cutter blades. The D was called the deflector, which was actually the shield cockpit of the Mach 5. 
Um, this one also had an underwater mode, the Cartoon Mach 5, which was the F button, which gave it, which injected oxygen into the cab of the car, plus had a little periscope so the Mach 5 could function underwater. And G was the homing robot, um, which was used in the animated series, which was not used in the movie, even though it was still a feature of the car. The movie version did make some changes. Uh, the A button, instead of being the auto jacks, which even in the cartoon, it was they were used to jump the car, but they were more designed by Pops to allow quick and easy access to do repairs on the Mach 5 in a race. The B was still the deflector shields. Uh, the C button is no longer for the, the, the cutter blades in the movie. It's actually for um, more of a deflector shield. I'm sorry, the tire shields, which was would help against anyone trying to use any blades to slice the tires. The D button was now the emergency spare tires. The E button now operates the cutter blades. The F button is for the super grip tires, which were more like spikes, as in the cartoon, instead of an extra layer of tread that went around the car. And then a G button was still the homing robot, but the homing robot wasn't utilized in this movie. Uh, so that's basically the, the main trivia I wanted to talk about, and mostly just to give people some backstory about the animated series, just because this movie didn't do very well in theaters, and I think it's because a lot of, like, I think Speed Racer was kind of a niche, um, and so I think people who, who like the anime would be more interested in the movie and not just some regular person off the street who didn't watch Speed Racer. And so um, first first impressions, when this premiered back in 2008, I actually saw this in theaters. And I think I saw this with my friend Justin. And I can't remember if I saw it with you too, Stephen. I don't remember if you were there. I, were you? No, I wasn't. Okay. So I know this is, you were already in the military by this time. Yeah, so, I think I was actually deployed when it came out. Because I think I saw it on a bootleg in the desert. Okay. Like yeah, I saw can, a lot of stuff back then. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> Probably a lot easier. Um, I I remember being excited because I watched Speed Racer on MTV, and then when it became when Speed Racer became part of Toonami on Cartoon Network, I watched Speed Racer so much that I actually had to stop watching it just because I had overloaded myself on Speed Racer because I I actually really did enjoy the show. I, I was a fan. Yeah, I, I think that's the main reason why I started. Uh, I watched the show too, was because of you. I think because uh, yeah. when we were all hanging out at one point, I remember that we were all watching it, or at least uh, me, you, and Stephen. I think maybe Aaron too, but I don't remember for sure. But I, like I said, big fan. I liked it. Uh, Toonami was where because it ran like there's 52 episodes of Speed Racer. And most of the episodes are broken up into two-parters. Um, and so, you know, you, they, they can only, you go every every two months, they're recycling the episodes. So you can only watch the same episodes over and over before you're like, even if you love something, you got to like, I got to take a break from it. And so that's pretty much what I had to do with Peter Rachel. I bought the manga when the movie came out. And I would like, I never actually got around to reading it, but the it was a two-book bu- two set. And this hard, it's not a hard book, but it was like a hard cardboard case for the books, the mangas. And it was all, you know, red and white with Speed Racer and the logos and stuff all over it. So um, one of the last things I will say trivia wise, the one of the old announcer in the movie Peter, is Peter Fernandez, who was the American voice actor for Speed Racer and Racer X. Speed Racer, the cartoon, only had about like three voice actors that did everybody's voice. That's why all the characters sound the same. It was like probably really low budget. Yeah. But that's, um, it was basically three people doing the, uh, the dialogue. And Peter Fernandez, I think, was also the voice director, which is why they, everyone spoke so fast. But watching the show, you know, I was super excited. Um, I wanted to see this. And I saw this in theaters. 
And I was the only one in the group of people who watched it who actually liked it. Um, I know Justin was with me. I can't, I can't remember if, since you weren't there, must, if David was there, if not David, then it was just Justin and I. I know Justin didn't care for it. I really liked it. But then again, I'm a fan of Speed. I was a fan of the anime. And so I was just happy to see a live action version of Speed Racer. Yeah, so I think my, that's my how first... it was for me too. Was because it was like, I don't know. At first, I liked it, but then after like uh, viewing it more than once, because I think it was on like cable or something at one point when I was watching TV a lot, and then and then eventually, it's watching it so mo- so many more times after that, I started to dislike the movie. <clears> hey. <throat> Just watching it too many times because I haven't. This was actually one of the first Blu-rays I ever bought. Um, when when I got my first Blu-ray player, which was my PlayStation Three, uh, because at the time the PlayStation when this came out, this was like right when the blue the format wars were happening, which is funny because I just watched a video on that. Uh, the format wars between Blu-ray and HD DVD. Um, this was really the first Blu-ray I really bought. This and the PS3. I mean, my PS3 came with a copy of Spider-Man 3 on Blu-ray, which I don't think I've ever (laughs) Um, on Blu-ray, but it should still be in my collection. I don't think I ever got rid of it, but um, this was one of the first ones. It's just like my first DVD. I can tell you what that was. Uh, The first two DVDs I ever bought was the box set of the trilogy of Scream, because I'm a big Scream fan, and um the highlander 2 renegade cut because i wanted to see the version of the movie where they weren't stupid aliens which that would probably be a good episode of sci-fi graveyard since it is an older sci-fi movie and it's not one that's really relatively loved by highlander fans but anyway back to speed racer um and josh did you have any more first thoughts uh not really i mean like i was psyched for this movie kind of like at the time i mean i i didn't love love the the cartoon or anime whatever like when it first came out i mean it was cool i mean i think that was like one of the first things it was like dragon ball z and then speed racer and then like something else i'm trying to think of the other one but oh maybe it was cowboy bebop where like the first ones that i saw like um, my introduction to like uh anime so like and there are worse things to get introduced to anime yeah cowboy bebop is like holy crap yeah (laughs) exactly and but like uh speed racer was probably my least favorite out of all three but also uh, but also the uh yeah (laughs) But uh, what's it called? I definitely was kind of psyched for the movie to come out anyway. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, like uh, that was when I wasn't like kind of like uh, when I used to watch trailers a lot and be like, oh, I'm so psyched for this movie to come out and shit like that. Now it's not so much. But at the time, I used to always get psyched for certain movies, and especially you know the guys that did the Matrix did this movie too. I was like hoping that it was going to be really good. That was my main yeah. thing because I was like, "Oh, you mean an old cartoon that I liked has at, like all the action done by the guys that did the Matrix? Uh, sign me up!" <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah, this was here. This was back when I. Like with the Wachowskis, I think this can't because there's still a name nowadays. But this was when their their star was a lot brighter because the Matrix trilogy had, you know, been go- only the Matrix trilogy was still fresh in people's minds. Where where people, I think the first and third Matrix movies were the ones people liked. With the second one, I think was the one people like the least. But, I, I like, definitely think that right. the, by far the first one is the best, and then the two subsequent okay. ones after it just weren't the same. Like there was they still good capture that. It was kind of like how the prequels yeah. are for me for uh, for Star Wars, where it's like okay, if you watch them, they're good on their own, but did they really need to be made? Not really. <laughs> Like to me, I don't. I never hated the Star Wars prequels as much as other people. But then that might. I always just figured it was because I was. Well, I mean, it's an easy way of like a jumping off point 
for me when it comes I'm like yeah. explainers like try I'm trying to explain it to like other films like yeah uh, like just ones where it wasn't as good uh, like it didn't come close to like how good the original matrix was you know or the, the original uh, trilogy and stuff like that but yeah and and so like with them they had that legacy right there because those were like groundbreaking films and special effects so being excited for them to take on something like speed racer um was cool not because they're the what was the jupiter ascendant or ascending or whatever ascending, that, yeah that came out a few years ago oh, yeah and that movie, I heard was that movie didn't awful, do but... very well and this one didn't do very well either yeah but it wasn't terrible, it was kind of like but i think by the end i think the have kind of lost a lot of their luster so people weren't as excited for that movie as they were for like something by the Wachowskis, you know, back in 2008, 2000. Well, I think the Wachowskis period have a thing where it's kind of like um, M. Night Shyamalan, a lot of the things, because it seems like they came out with a super good movie, like how M. Night came out with uh, Sixth Sense, where it just like, did something huge at the time and then it was like trying to outdo that with their other films and it just wasn't the same i think they both have similarities in their movies like m night has changed up a little bit so like he here and then he ends up or like here and there he has like uh good movies like uh what's it called uh damn it i'm not thinking of glass but the one before that one Split. Split. Yeah, there we go. I heard Split was good, but I never saw it. I haven't watched it either, but I mean, Glass was good up until like the last like hour of the movie. But anyway, that's what what I mean. I'm just saying like... At least back to the Wachowskis and back to Speed Yeah, it's just like, I I definitely think that they have always had that problem like M. Night has. And I don't think Wachowskis have made as many films, too. No, I don't think they have. Because um, they, they seem to go for more of like a box office type. Well, that's not to say M. Night hasn't either. But they're, they're more spectacle movies and his were more like not as... I mean, they're big budget movies but not not in the same vein as the Wachowskis. Well I mean it like, seems like, like M. Night has tried multiple different avenues now like where he was like a horror person it seemed like at first or at least a thriller and then now he's done yeah. like a little a bit of everything like he came out with the Avatar movie which maybe we could discuss that in an upcoming one or something. <laughs> That would, oh, I think, I, I think that's something. Yeah. I that's, and then we that could movie. even talk about Dragon Ball Evolution too at one point too. But <laughs> oh god, I, I actually gave that a go in that movie. I told one not to go see that; it was going to suck. And he's like, "Don't judge the movie by the trailer." And then he went and saw the movie, and then he goes, "Joe, you were right." I'm like, "I told you." Um, but uh, Stephen, did you have any more first thoughts on Speed Racer? No, like, that was it. Like I was, I was on board from the trailer. I was like, this "Me too." Is gonna be good. And Jeremy, what were your first impressions before you sat down and watched it? Um, I didn't really have any. <laughs> to, to be honest, I I was never really into, and I still am not really into anime okay. type things. <laughs> um, I know Dad actually, because this is an old anime, isn't it? I mean, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah nineteen. So I remember dad. Our dad used to talk about it all the time. Uh, growing, well, I was growing up at least. I don't know if Stephen or Josh remember dad talking about it, but anytime it would come on Cartoon Network, he'd say something about it. I think it was Cartoon Network, wasn't that the? Yeah, I think that, that was the main yeah. channel. Yeah, it, 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 it was on MTV at night, like back in the earlier 90s, when MTV but was by the time good. it got to the late 90s, yeah, back when MTV was awesome with liquid television and stuff like that. Um, but then like in the late 90s, early 2000s, it transitioned over to Cartoon Network and became part of Toonami in the afternoon. So, I mean, from that perspective, that's the reason I say I don't really have any first thoughts because 
I never saw this movie in the like when it was in the theater or I never went to watch it actually when it came out back in 2008. I never really watched the anime growing up, so I don't really have any like basis for comparison either. So that's where I came from in terms of watching it for this podcast. Yeah. So all our collective thoughts going in, like I said, I actually was the only one who liked this movie when I first saw it. And I still like this movie. I really sat at my keyboard. I'm like, what can I do to nitpick this movie to talk about it? But I really just had a good time enjoying it because to me, it was just um, after watching it and then rewatching it again for the podcast a few uh, last weekend. And again, <laughs> sorry for the delay on this episode, <laughs> a little sidetrack. Um, was sick and couldn't record. So the um, I think with this seeing it, I actually really enjoyed this movie. It was a really colorful movie. This movie was really kind of made for like Blu-ray. I don't think this movie would look as visually stunning in standard DVD, which you could of course get it in standard DVD. But I just don't think this movie was made for high definition. Um, with how colorful it was. Uh, watching this movie, I enjoyed it. I really did try to find some ways, find some things to nitpick, especially of how much I've um, nitpicked the, the last couple Star Wars movies we talked about. Um, but going and watching and thinking about the movie, uh, the only thing I really nitpick is I don't think we needed all the flashbacks to Speed Racer as a kid, showing how much he loved racing. I think we could have figured that one out. Um, I mean, I get the establishing his love of his brother Rex, and I may be wrong in watching the animated series, but I don't remember Rex ever driving the Mach 5, which a nitpick was a nitpick because the Mach 5 in this movie went from being like Speed's primary race car, and this is kind of like my only, my real nitpick, it went from being his race car to being like his everyday vehicle. Like, the, the Mach 5 is only shown in one race. And that's the race that, which eventually allows him to get into the final Grand Prix. Um, spoiler alert. And so I kind of, I think my biggest nitpick was that the, the car used in the, the beginning and the last race was not the Mach 5. It's my biggest, it's the Mach 6. And each car, of course, was built by Pops, the Mach 6, the Mach 5. Um, this is kind of like what I mentioned earlier when we were in a group chat, how the Mach 5 is very much a character in the series of Speed Racer. It's in the same vein as the A-Team with the A-Team van. Um, I'm not going to – I keep wanting to say Knight Rider because Kit, but Kit was literally a character. But like shows like Starsky and Hutch where the Grand Torino straight tomato, uh, Ecto-1 and the Ghostbusters, and stuff like that, like – the car was more than just their vehicle. In a way, it was a character. And Speed Racer treated, the cartoon treated the Mach 5 kind of like a character. Whereas I felt like the Wachowskis didn't treat the Mach 5 in the movie in that same vein. That was like my, probably my biggest nitpick. It's like the, and then the fact that some of the stuff that was added to the Mach 5 was added by the um, Interpol. Inspector Detector, whereas in the cartoon Pops is the one who developed the yes cookie. I know uh, cookie to the podcast. Um, she's been wanting to be in the room all day, so I finally let her in. Um, the the mock like the mock five in the movie. A lot of this, a lot of the stuff was added by the the Interpol, which is who Inspector Detector works with. Whereas in the cartoon, it was added by Pops. That was, I think, the all my all my really big nitpicks are all concerning the Mach Five. Um, I think visually, I loved the way the Mach Five looked in the movie. I also thought they did an amazing job with the shooting star, which, for those who don't know, that's Racer X's car. Oh, I didn't main realize car. that was the name of his car the whole time. <laughs> yeah, they never say they never call it the shooting star. I don't think in the no. I think they call it once when he's chasing down the semi. With um, what I don't know his member's name in the movie, but I think the actor who played him was named Rain, who was a 
he was a pop star, Asian pop mm-hmm. star. And he he rescues him. And that I think they might have said the shooting star. I actually had to go back and look it up because while I was watching this, I'm like, what was the name of his car? Because it's been so long since I've seen Speed Racer, but I knew his car had a name. I'm like, shooting star? This? No, no, it sounds like that, but it can't be that. That's too easy. And I was like, oh, that's what it's called. It's the shooting star. Um, I do like the way the shooting star looked. And overall, I think the Wachowskis really understood the material. Um, that, And I think they included a lot of homages to the show, but they also made some changes. And some of the, the changes I, I kind of nitpicked, mostly concerning the Mach 5. Um, the, the, the scene where they're all confronted by, uh, during the, the, the race, the Grand Prix, which is where Racer X, uh, Rex Racer apparently died uh, before he disappeared. Spoiler alert, Rex Racer is Racer X. It's not a big secret. Um, they uh, were they're all confronted by the gun uh, the gunmen and one of the gunmen pokes uh, the gun up to Sparky's nose and then he kind of like crouches down and sticks his hands up way in the air that's straight out of the cartoon that's that's how he that's 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 how he reacted to those situations where Speed Racer and Trixie were the ones who could scrap. Sparky wasn't a scrapper. He wasn't He wasn't known for throwing a punch. Fixing the Mach 5, yes. Um, fighting bad guys, no. Pops Racer was awesome in this movie with him being the Greco-Roman wrestler. That's something straight out of the cartoon as well. Um, when they fight the ninjas in the hotel room, he's like, ninjas, more like ninjas. Because... Like John, I, I will say this: this movie was perfectly cast, in my opinion. I think I loved everyone who was the main characters. Um, even even though Sparky in this movie was Australian, whereas he's not in the cartoon, I, I thought everyone played the parts perfectly well. Um, the only difference is, is Sparky in the movie is older than Sparky is in the cartoon. And I'm kind of jumping around in my notes here. Um, I, like I said, with the color choices earlier, I think that this being more of a live action version of the anime, uh, being like anime in general, actually was better for the movie instead of making it. Oh, it was down like we lost a little bit of Joe audio. <laughs> yep. Maybe we lost that. Sounds like. <laughs> Well, he's no. I'm still here. My cat decided to try to jump up to the top of my closet, and I had to get her out before she wasted uh. one of her lives. Um, so technical difficulty. So anyway, back to the color palette. I think this movie, to me, I think the movie worked as like a live action anime because you couldn't do like a Christopher Nolan Batman style with Speed Racer. Speed Racer can't be dark dark and gritty i think it has to have some camp to make it work because the, the cartoon was campy let's face it and i think i think that, that that's i think that's where the wachowskis were going for sorry air bubble <laughs> um i do think it's interesting the cars in the speed racer universe are super durable because they don't show any damage from the races and hitting each other no damage whatsoever. So they must be made out of adamantium or vibranium or from the planet Krypton uh, because the cars are super durable in this movie. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Speed in the movie suspects that Racer X is his brother, um, but it's never said for sure. And in the cartoon, Speed Racer does know, does pick does learn that Racer X is Rex Racer. And in the the manga, it's he finds out, but it's different ways in each one. Um, I think eventually, in, if the movie series was allowed to continue, because this was a box office disappointment, um, I think eventually Speed Racer would have found out that Rex Racer was indeed Racer X. And see, I'm just looking over my notes. I do apologize. 
Um, back to like the story overall, I really didn't hate the story, but I just didn't feel like this was like a good starting point because they did all this flashbacks to establish that Speed was was obsessed with his brother and loved his brother a lot and had the love of speed racing through uh, through flashbacks of his him as a child. But I feel like the first movie could have probably would have worked better as an origin story where this one speed was already a racer. But I, I'm not saying follow the first episode of the cartoon step by step, but the, even the cartoon opened up with speed not being accepted as a racer by Pops because of what happened to Rex. And so I think that should have played into more of the story where Speed's trying to prove himself that he has the skills to be a racer and then Pops maybe coming to terms. And of course you have to throw in a villain um, and stuff in it. In this movie, the villain was Royalton and Snake Oiler, which Snake Oiler is from the cartoon, I believe, whereas Royalton is someone created for the movie. Uh, I think we still could have had a villain within the race trying to sabotage things, but then that would have just been more for speed to overcome to prove that he was ready to be a racer in his father's eyes and get acceptance. Uh, that would have been my first idea for a first movie. Um, I do have to ask you all this. When you watch the movie um, and you and you heard Royalton speak, did you all not feel like the actor, which is Roger Allman, was channeling Tim Curry for some of the ways he handled dialogue. I would have loved to see Tim Curry in this. Well, role. I mean, anything with Tim Curry in it would be better anyway. <laughs> yeah, this like, is true. That's but, not a fair question because it's like, duh. Oh, could you? Know, I, I think he was really just saying, like, it, was he trying to? I don't know. He could have. I mean, some people do that shit anyway. No, it's just trying to like. It's just the way he delivered some of his lines. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't help that Roger Allman is also English, and so is Tim Curry. But like the way that he delivered some of the lines, how over the top he was. I'm like, I would have loved to see Tim Curry in this role. Um, because I would have loved to see how Tim Curry would have hammed up some of the lines in this movie. Like in his more um well, I'm trying I mean, to think of a the this movie was where he was around really, the time that Tim Curry retired anyway, right? From like acting full time and shit. Uh two thousand eight he wasn't really doing that much. And he might have I mean he could have been the right age. He would have he probably him and Roger Allman are probably would have been about the same age. I, I didn't look up their Bird years and stuff like that. Um, the, sh- the shadow, the Tim Curry was like the henchman in the shadow uh, with Alec Baldwin, and I feel like the way he, that character would have been perfect for how hammy uh, royalty. Well, was. honestly, in this movie, I didn't think that there was anybody that seemed. Uh, I thought that the casting that they did for this movie was actually pretty. Pretty well. I, I think uh, the dude that played Speed Racer, like, I think this was one of his, like, first... I mean, he was in other movies before that, but, like, uh, I think this was, like, on like big one, right? Yeah, I think this was, like, his break... Like, I guess it was supposed to be considered his breakout role. I, can't, I think he did 500 Days of Summer before this movie. If I'm recalling, hold on, let me look that the, up. Yeah, because I actually have the IMDb page for a Speed Racer. Um, this was like his like and first Hirsch big big role, in, I think. Uh, the Girl Next Door, and oddly enough, uh, Trixie uh, might have been played by Alicia Cuthbert, who was also in that movie. So that was oh wow, movie. <laughs> yeah, that I couldn't remember if uh, Girl um, Next Door came actually, out or if it was Speed Racer that came out first. That's what. Uh, Girl Next Door came out in 2004. Uh, oh, okay. So it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I keep saying 500 yeah. Days of Summer. Yeah. I'm sorry. Into yeah, the but he, made, he was in a movie called. He, he was in a few before that, though, actually. But 
Because he was. He was, but I think he, this was like his. Well, yeah, I mean, but he walk. was in Wild Iris before that, when as a younger kid, and then he was also in Emperor's Club back in oh, 2002. Well, See, that's the thing. I couldn't remember like uh, which movie he was in before this one. But or, like, I, I would say yeah. the first main role was probably Girl Next Door. And yeah. Yeah, I just couldn't remember. Because he was in Alpha Dog after that. He was in oh, Lord, yeah. Lords mm-hmm. of Dogtown. He was in a lot of stuff actually before Speed. Well, three or four things, which is a lot in four years, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he still is. Yeah, Lords of Dog Town. And plenty of stuff, too. But, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but definitely, like, uh, a different, I totally forgot John Goodman was even in it, too. It was like... I'm t- he. I don't think he could have found anyone else yeah. to be Pops Racer. Um, John Goodman was like, no, there's nobody else. I don't think Isn't Ariel Winter Winter the person that's in Modern Family, too? Mm-hmm. Yes, she played young Tris- Trixie. Steve and I were talking about that before we started the recording, and because uh, I was watching this movie, I'm like, "Who did they get to play young Trixie? She's adorable." I was like, "Oh, it's Sophia the first slash the girl from Modern yeah. Family." It's kind of weird when you like uh, you start seeing some of these guy- uh, actors and stuff. At, like when they first do the roles, and then you forget that they're in certain movies, and then they have their breakout role. Yeah. And then you come back to that movie later on, and then you're like, "Holy shit, I forgot they were in this movie." Yeah, because I was like, "Who did they get to play Young Trixie?" Because I was, lo- I was like, "I totally actors, forgot." You know, just seeing who was who. Was while I it. Too. And like his breakout his, thing was yeah, lost, wasn't it? He was, yeah, he was he was in Lost, which you know was before Speed Racer, but I actually really liked him as Racer X. This I really wish these movies. I wish the movie had performed better because I like the scene where they taken um, taken it down the road because the first movie they they exposed like this huge like racing scheme where all the winners are predetermined and Welton likes to cheat. Also, remember and, uh, him on Party of Five. So that's yeah. Where oh yeah, that is true. I forgot he was. Yeah, on he was. Too. The, uh, but that—that's the main thing for me. He was. For he this was. Movie. Yeah, he was big in that, but it's like I think this is lost. He became. Yeah, I think this is the lost. main thing about this movie, though, is that uh, like it could stand by itself, right? But I'm sure if it would have done money, uh, they would have probably turned it into like three movies or something. But knowing that it didn't, and but knowing that it didn't yeah, really it do well a- in the theaters, because I'm sure that they probably like spent like two hundred million or some shit to like for the budget for it, and then they didn't uh, even. It was 120 million, and it made 93. Yeah, so like, yeah. And there we go. I was actually about to look. So at like, it, I would I, think I that a, even then they would ago. have to recoup, and they would probably have to be like at like close to two hundred million for them to even break even or like break more money for it. So, like, uh, I'm sure that they would have probably made sequels if they would have made a bunch of money because they do that with a lot of movies, like they did that with John Wick. Yeah. I'm sure that they thought that John Wick was just going to be a one-off movie. Uh, but like so many people like watch that movie that they had to turn it into more movies and even now they're trying to make more movies but i mean i think that the movie i think they're gonna uh, do what uh, i think uh, this movie stands by itself and it doesn't really need to have more movies if it didn't want to like if they made a lot of money and they decided not to do it then whatever look at josh Running all the way to the end now. Well, I'm just, I know, I'm kind of, I know, I'm kind of revealing the end for it, but like, whatever. I mean, it does, I'm like, whatever. I'm, I'm spoiling myself, man. I'm spoiling what I'm saying. But uh, anyway, still, like, uh, still, I didn't think that it was a bad movie, but it it, it definitely felt like how Speed Racer is supposed to be like kind of like if they would have turned it into an actual movie I think that that's the main thing 
I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I would have loved to see more Speed Racer live action. Well, you should have made um, so other people watch the movie. Joe. Well. What are you doing? <laughs> well, you know, this was 12 years ago. I definitely yeah. think that Speed Racer was always a niche thing, anyway. Like, I definitely, I'm like, it's like certain movies, it, and that's what it's I like think certain that's why movies, like, well. uh, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Nobody would have thought that, that would have worked, like, uh, as like a thing because it's like such a niche uh, comic in the first place, but then it just worked as the movie. So I honestly, I honestly think it would have done better without all the CGI. Well, for Speed Racer, are you talking about? Well, they, they tried to. Into... Um, Joe kind of alluded to it. Tried to make it a lot like the anime, and I think if they didn't do that, it would have done better. Yeah, I think just true, the yeah. story and make it more realistic, because it... really all it is is a cartoon, right? I mean. Literally, you can make a realistic movie out of how the the, the uh, car drove and stuff like that. I had a hard time watching the movie because of all the the various colors and the way the shit just looked fake. And well, and the CGI wasn't as good as it is now, too. Well, so it looks it, it looked really fake. That's what yeah. I was saying. I mean, I had a hard time watching it because you could think in your head that wasn't real what you were watching. And I think that's what the, the CGI that works is the realistic looking shit. So like where I'll like go done with a to, lot of practical effects and then like they put CGI Avatar. over It's the, the same thing it. with like 3D, right? I think 3D is sometimes used to pop, but you can use it to where it works. Avatar was probably the best movie that does that. And at the same time, that was a movie that was mostly CGI and you almost can't tell that it was because of the fact that they did, they used it so realistically. I know most people, if they have issues with movies and CGI, it's the fact that when they use it, it's not used well. And I think in this mm -hmm. in this case, this movie was that way. At least for me, I I just had a real big issue with how the visual effects were. Now, not to say that they didn't do a good job trying to get where they wanted to get, because I would tell you that's probably exactly what they were looking for when they made the movie. But I think because they did that is a reason it failed. But because overall, the the story was okay, right? But I think, like I said, I got kind of distracted with the way the movie just overall looked. I mean, that just... I did so not at all. Like that, that was, that was well, where I had a problem watching it. But also but, at the same time, did this like if you would have watched it back in 2008, would you would have probably still had the same idea? No, I that, probably like, would have because <laughs> because I don't, you know, remember I'm coming from outside where I don't watch, I don't even watch anime really. So yeah. when I'm watching a movie, I don't, I, Look for those type of things. I mean, think about it. Uh, when did Avatar come out? It wasn't that far outside of 2008. It was. Uh, two, so, I, I mean, when you think about how that movie looked compared to this one, there was only a year difference. And like I said, I never watched the movie back in 2008, but that's kind of what I look like in movies. Like, even when we watch them today, I mean, you think about the last two movies we've reviewed, right? Um, I think when you use CGI in a good way, the movie will work. Examples of where you don't, like the various Hulk inc incarnations they've done, right? Where they've used it in the wrong way, you know? And I know that's where they've, the, the certain Hulks have failed. But then you talk about like, the Avengers, the way that Hulk was developed in that and how they used it, you know, was a totally different thing. So, 
but it was more realistic. You know, you got all this CGI that looks like, a, and part of that's because of technology now, but I don't think them making it, I guess what I'm getting at is if they made it in 2008 and they made it now, I don't think the way they filmed either, like if they did it again in 2020, it wouldn't look much different than it did in 2008. Well, that yeah, is true, yeah. yeah. And, and that's and the stylist, yeah, the style they used would not be different. It's like saying, you know, when you make games 10 years ago and the way water looked, right? And the way it looks now, it's going to look 10 times better now, right? You can't say yeah. that for the color red or a checkered track in a in a in a movie. You know, because Blu-ray was out at the time, it's not going to look that much better. If anything, it's going to look more colorful, which would actually put me off probably more than it did then. Um, so, you know. Anyway. But so the story itself was okay. Like I said, it really turned me off was the way the movie looked. Yeah, I feel you. No, not at so all. You didn't care and I'm, a, I'm a big fan normally of that type of stuff. So when when you use too much of it, I think that's where you can kind of falter. Yeah. In my opinion, anyways. Not to say anybody else can't mm-hmm. have a different opinion. Um, no. No, the only reason I like the visuals is because I could I could tell that they were going for the animated look for it. And that's the style they chose. But like I said earlier, and what Josh said, Speed Racer is kind of niche, and they yeah, probably should have made a film that was more if open they done to non-Speed Racer fans, like, like where it paid homage to the show. But yeah, well, the thing made is, it more I've, accessible to people that didn't watch it. I've seen the um, uh, well, I've seen certain episodes. That I think I don't even. Th- didn't it? Wasn't it like a kind of detective type thing? Kind of. And no, he went on adventures, and he was for because each episode there was a race he was in, and of course there would be like the car acrobatic team, which they kind of allude to when they're visiting Royalton, um, which is one of the main villains of the series. Uh, Snake Oiler, um, Inspector Detectors, in a lot of episodes, and. And so he does do work for Interpol from time to time. I think Speed Racer in the cartoon is actually younger. Yeah, than so Speed that's Racer where I movie. think that's another path that they could have went down. They went with this story of, you know, his his brother was the racer first, and then he did something. And the anyway, <laughs> I think. But regardless of that, I still think. Overall, it probably was more for me just the way it looked. I, I, and I, if you made it more realistic looking, because um, they still could have made the car look the way it did. That's not, I don't think that was the issue for me. It was like when he would race and there would be all these flipping colors and it, it just kind of went, you know, off the rails at times for me. Especially that, especially that last race. It was like, what the, what am I watching? You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> hey, so, uh, Josh, did you already give your final thoughts? I can't. I mean, remember. that's pretty much what it is. I mean, like he kind of thing. I don't know what else to say on it. Really? No. I, <laughs> I mean, sure that's what, that's the main thing with the movie when I was watching it is that it felt like it was the cartoon right and yeah yeah and i think, and I think that that's what they were going for been the downfall for the movie too is that they were making it so much like the comic or the show that it to uh it made it harder for the people to want to watch it you know because yeah yeah, it didn't I have think a that's appeal. what hurt it in the because long run. And it, it's great. You know, that's the problem when it comes to a lot of movies anyway, or at least game movies and like stuff from like certain movies or TV shows or something. 
like you try to do homages to the stuff or you go on your own tangent and do your own movie out of the source material and it gives you the either the option that you're going to alienate uh, alienate the fans that are wanting to watch the movie be like good to them and and or cutting off like more people to watch the movie itself and i think that's the problem that this movie had was that it was playing more to the people that love speed racer and not like everybody else (laughs) i would agree I can agree with that because, yeah, as a because fan I'm of a Racer, perfect I example of <laughs> so, a non-fan. I, like I said, I had never, and I never actually, from this standpoint, like I said, from 2008 to now, I never watched it. So, so last week was the first time I had ever watched the movie. So, which is odd for me because I watch a lot of movies. So, if that tells you anything, the fact that I never saw this one. It never, for one, appealed to me, and two, it was, you know, yeah, and might, that could be a certain type been, of movie. Yeah, and it might have been back. To watch it. Yeah, and it might have been back then the trailer that I watched. I just don't remember because you know a lot of times when I go watch a movie, it's a trailer I saw that makes me want to see it. So the fact that I didn't even want to see this, it makes it makes me wonder if I saw a trailer and it turned me off from the way the trailer was because I literally had never even attempted to watch this movie in 12 years which is the point of a trailer oh, I know I'm just saying that it must <laughs> to, to, you know you know how many movies we've watched so we talk about all the time that we've yeah, seen a how lot many and, movies we've uh, our, seen, yeah yeah our parents have I mean growing up they would record three or four movies to a, a VHS tape from HBO and we'd have a stack of VHS tapes with hundreds of movies on them. I mean, yep. and then we would just rewatch so, a bunch over and over. Yeah. Again. Too, yeah so I mean, the, the fact too. that, you know, and I've got yeah. a ton of DVDs and Blu-rays over on my rack. Then the fact and that I still watch. Yeah. Losers. Yep. And <laughs> yep. yep. So, and Rocky and all the Rocky movies, even when they come out on 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 TV, I'll watch them still. And but, the Last Dragon, gotta mention that shit. Yep, yep. So I love, that. I love the Last Dragon. <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, from that standpoint, if that tells you anything about this movie, yeah. okay, my, for me, I guess my final thoughts. I hear you. Uh, well, yeah, what's your final, final thoughts, thoughts Steven? Is, this movie is not any jump of the imagination, but I do think it gets a bit muddled in, like Jeremy was talking about, the stylistic choices. Because, I mean, in the, it was like there was one race an episode. So the races didn't need to be visually distinctive because they weren't compared to each other because you only saw one in an episode. But considering this was a movie, they had to make each race visually distinctive. And the way that they did that in this was a bit weird because they had a bunch of vibrant colors and some other things going on. And basically it gets super distracting and can pull you right out of the moment. And Steve, did you lose stuff? About it. Quite frankly, I can see why who would watch this movie and be completely lost. Uh, and be like, who is that guy? What what is with this thing? Why does that guy hate this other dude? Uh, what's going on? Yeah. Did that guy die? Like, <laughs> so yeah. Sorry, Aaron. Are you talking about the Aaron racers? Well, like, yeah, there's <laughs> the a lot of stuff going on, and whereas the language visually in the Matrix is pretty easy to to connect with and notice the flow of the action and all that kind of stuff. And then by the end of a sequence, you're like, Oh, that's what happened. And 
this guy is the good guy and those guys are obviously the bad guys and all that stuff and and there's a flow to it speed racer sometimes didn't have that flow at all no it didn't like because um like i said i still love this movie and significant i i can agree with you um the weird thing is is the race in the middle of the movie where they're teaming up with rain rain's character to try to help him for information to lead to the arrest of royalton Mm -hmm. from the interpol that that's that race style is actually Mm -hmm. the race style that you see in the cartoon the the track race you see at the beginning and the end that's something they stylistically did for just the movie. What they call the car, like yeah. a T180 or something like that. Speed and Speed Racer and only and I had to go back and look at it because I thought it was more than one episode. Speed Racer only used a, like a Formula One car in like one episode. In every other episode, he was racing the Mach Five, and 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 that kind of goes with my nitpick where they kind of didn't treat the Mach Five like a character when the Mach 5 is legitimately a character of the show, and it was more of a tool as opposed to a character. The Mach 5 should have been more prominent in this movie for the races. Like, the races probably should have been the style of the middle race yeah, of the movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, uh, I always thought that, like, when I came to the show, that was like, it was like speed and then the car that were the main focus. <coughs> And then, of course, Racer X, too, but... I yeah. Mean, yeah. Um, I, I, I do like how Trixie seemed like she got to do a little bit more in this movie. Um, I like Trixie as a character. Um, I actually... And I love the fact that how Christina Ricci played her. Again, I the, the casting in this movie was spot on. I don't know anyone else who probably could have pulled Trixie off. Um, I think Emile Hirsch actually looks like Speed Racer. So they, they, they got a good actor. And from what I understand, he was actually a fan of Speed Racer, too. Uh, he watched so. the entire series to prep for the role. Yeah. Which is something I would have done. I would have I would have watched it to prep. But um, I, I can agree with the... I, I mean, as much as I love the visual style, just because it felt like an animation... I can get where that's a detractor for some people, especially non-fans of the show, because this movie really did have a lot of homages. Like I said, the fight in the hotel room—that's straight up from the—that's straight up from the series. Spritel and Chim Chim riding in the trunk of the Mach Five, mm-hmm. straight up from the cartoon. And which would suck because that would weigh the Mach Five down. So. <laughs> But, like, then there are some other aspects where the, the movie kind of, like, did its own visual thing, like, with some of the animation, like, when Spritel and Chim Chim are pretending the Kung Fu fight or whatever at the when they're watching television. I mean, it's their movie. They're just going off of, it is. like, their thoughts on the original they and doing their own thing with it, so. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to hate either. I'm just saying, like, because, like, a lot of the visual stuff was, um, like, a lot of the, the cues were very much from the series. And I maybe they went a little overboard with the homages, which is why, and the colors, which is why someone like Jeremy didn't like the movie. Now, maybe you could have done something more grounded with the Mach 5, maybe make the whole movie, like, the endurance type of race that Speed's trying to prove himself. Um, I, I would say that would probably get a better movie. Now, as long as they didn't go the dark and gritty route, where it was like, I'm Speed Racer, mm-hmm. you know, or something along those lines, then I think it would have... It's like they went, instead of going dark and gritty, they went completely the opposite. Maybe they should have found a balance in the middle. Because I think you could have done a realistic movie, maybe show some damage to the Mach 5 or the Mach, in this movie, the Mach 6 uh, for the races, where the only time it showed damage was when they hooked it. Uh, the Wilson's racer hooked rules, it. Man. And the, 
Like, unless it's for a yeah, it's, plot. It was anime. You, you don't show damage to anything. I mean, even yeah, the Enterprise in Star Trek did damage. <laughs> in episode. For plot reasons. But still, um, they were, like, banging each other, and there's not even, there's barely, like, scrapes of paint. On the Mach 5, it was like, oh, that'll buff out. <laughs> like, the only time any car really showed damage is when, like, they completely wrecked a car. Or, like, at the end, when Speed wins the race and then the, the Mach 6 gives out because of all the damage it took. Um, even him jumping out of the car and doing his winning race pose, that was something straight from the cartoon as well. Yeah. 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 So, um, everyone, anything else you want to talk about the movie? Anything else you'd like to add? I think we all kind of agree that. All I can say anyway for the movie, because you mentioned a lot. (laughs) I would say, I think, I think, I think we can all agree that even the visuals were a little too much for non-fans, whereas fans would probably have liked it. Which I'm a fan, so I liked it. Uh, Steven, I think you said you liked the movie yeah, too, but you also but said that the uh, the visuals were a little overboard. Um, I mean, I think they did well with the budget because we talked about Avatar, and Avatar's budget was literally double this movie uh, coming out just a year later. So I think they did good. Maybe they could have like used a more ma- uh, natural palette as opposed to the blu-ray colors that they chose but um i guess this, i guess that's pretty much it I, i'm trying to think of other things we could discuss but i think we've said all we can say about this movie so i guess the final thing is should it rise from the grave should we try again should we uh let it rest in peace and let this movie stand on its own without another attempt to bring speed racer to the big screen or should we just let it die and nobody watch this movie again um I'm going to say I want it to rise from the grave because I'd like to see someone else's interpretation of the source material and see what, as long as it's not like, I'm Batman, then, or dark and gritty, then I'm okay with it. Um, I would like to see someone have another go and maybe see if they could introduce Speed Racer to a broader audience. Uh, I think uh, Stephen, it what do you should think? rise from the grave, but in a different way than you do because I was reading... Uh, that in 2018, Emil Hirsch said that the Wachowskis had actually finished a script for a sequel, and Christina Ricci was talking about how she wanted Trixie to have a more action-oriented role, and I think those two things combined would turn out to make a Speed Racer sequel that, if done visually right, could be pretty dang awesome. Well, that's That's the thing, is if they did it right. Okay, I hadn't heard about that. So I think they I think they could. And I think the Wachowskis, even though I said they weren't shining as bright as they were, I still think they have enough um I think they still have enough pull. They could get it made. Maybe not for that I mean big if of a they budget, really wanted to, they could fucking I think do they a could, Kickstarter and have people fund that. it for them and then because that's what they do with some of this stuff anyway. They could end up getting other people to pay the money so they could get it funded. People have done it before, like with Shenmue 3 and some other games and movies and stuff like that. They've done it fully funded. Yeah. 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 That's how Veronica Mars got made. That's how they, I mean, yeah, I was actually a Kickstarter for Veronica Mars, the movie. $7.5 million for an animated version of the D&D stream. So, yeah. If the if the audience wants to pay for it, there's going to be people that do. So. Yep. I and I hadn't heard what you I hadn't heard before you mentioned that, Stephen. So I would I still say rise from the grave, but and maybe see someone's interpretation. But if they have an idea for a sequel, that's going to be awesome. I'll I'm probably, down for that uh, too. Yeah, because I, I just love thing. Speed Racer. Jeremy's I want to see. I'd like to get them. Like let it uh, like let it die or like pe- uh, die. be in peace or whatever, but I don't know. To a degree, it's like I don't know. Either I would, 
much rather it rests on its own laurels or like if if they do do something good with it to make it a sequel or like yeah i'm like if they're gonna keep everybody in there to at least make a sequel i mean like the first movie or like the original wasn't a bad movie and they try to do it justice so i'd say yeah it should be fine um, Hi, Jeremy, what do you think? Actually, you guys are going to be surprised by this based on what I said about the movie, but I'm going to say Rise from the Grave also. Oh, shit. Um, but I also, it's for the reasons I said in my review of the movie. That's the only way I see it rising. If they kind of, like when you were talking about with the sequel, if they make it in the same visual representation as they did before it'll fail just like the first one did um Mm -hmm. and the problem is i think that with the way they did the first one they can't make the second one different (laughs) so they uh, i i don't see a sequel being any better i think they basically have to reboot in the in the respect that they've been doing all these reboots lately but if they do that, I'm all for it. As long as they don't make it look like this one did. I mean, they could change the visuals and make them look more realistic and still keep uh, the tone of the show like they did. I think they just went a little extreme. And like I said, I personally, I love the colors just because I'm a fan and it got I got what they were trying to say. I got what they were trying to say tell visually um but if they want to um, appeal to a wider audience then maybe they need to make the the color palette they can make it bright but make it a little bit more realistically bright and not and not look like um cartoonish backgrounds on real people so i i agree with that and so if there's nothing else anyone wants to add I'd like to thank you all. For oh, I didn't us. hear anybody saying anything. I think you're just hearing feedback from your own mic, Joe. Joe. Uh, okay. All right. So if there's nothing else, I would like to say thank you all for joining us here tonight on Sci-Fi Graveyard. We're actually going to kind of go old school for the next one. I, I did talk about doing The Force Awakens, but I changed my mind. We're in Spooktober now, and um, there's a conversation we're having. And the original idea for this show was to talk about older sci-fi movies and maybe things that are less known than some of the more popular stuff we've been talking about. So we're going to kind of go circle back to those roots. And this one, people have heard of this sci-fi movie, and I had mentioned it earlier as something I wanted to talk about in a group chat with everybody. But I think the next movie we're going to do the is what? actually going to be sorry, The Thing from Another World. world. I'm totally oh, okay. Uh, anyway. The Thing... The thing from another world. And so I know Josh had, had mentioned it when I talked about it. Um, I think it'll be interesting because we all know about John Carpenter's The Thing. And so let's look at the film that inspired that remake because that is a remake. A lot of people don't know that. And then, of course, the, the Thing is also based upon the novella Who Goes There. And so we'll talk about that next time. And I... I have that. I do have a copy of that movie, so I'll make sure I get a copy to all y'all, and so we can watch it. Yeah, I think we can do an Amazon stream of that too. Uh, We could. I think it's available on Prime. So, um, so next time it is going to be the thing from another world, and we're going to discuss that next. Uh, So for Joseph, Stephen, Josh, and Jeremy, I do want to thank you all for listening to us here on sci-fi graveyard we wish you all a wonderful rest of your night be safe and thank you bye everybody bye everyone say bye